to this edition of Cause Collective Radio on KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD. This is Lacey Bolte with the Nebraska AIDS Project. This show was created to highlight the great work done by many of Lincoln's nonprofits who are members of Cause Collective. To learn more about Cause Collective and how we help our members better serve the community, visit our website at www.causecollectivelincoln.org. While you're there, you can also sign up for our free newsletter to read all about what our members are doing and how you can support them. Just click on Community Newsletter under the Community Outreach button. Today, we're talking with Mary Choke, the Executive Director of the Center for Legal Immigration Assistance, or CLIA. Also, we're joined with Jonathan Rubio. To get us started, could you both please tell us a little bit about yourselves? Hi, uh, my name is Mary Choate um, and I moved to Lincoln in 2017 and I actually started to work at CLIA as a staff attorney then. Um, and I've been here ever since. And then when uh, our former executive director retired in 2021, I decided to become executive director. I never contemplated doing that, but I really feel passionate about this organization and I could see kind of I could see the impact that we have on our clients and um, I wanted people to get to know us a little bit better. So I felt like I could do a really good job. And then uh, my name is Jonathan Rubio. Um, I got started at CLIA by working as an administrative assistant, um, but being a child of immigrants, I knew I wanted to do more for the community. I eventually became a Department of Justice accredited representative, which means I'm able to just practice just immigration law. And here I am seven years later, helping just about 2,000 people and uh, being a supervisor here. Incredible. We love to hear it. Wonderful. What would you say is the best part of your job? Um, the best part of my job is I, I like interacting with the clients best that's the best thing to do really and I, I love talking with people and getting their stories and just dealing with that is really is really impactful in um and just being able to help people um have a stable just something solid that they can hold when they're in a very uncomfortable part of their lives and it's a very complicated situation just that's the voice of reason um is a really fulfilling thing and and all of my clients are really great and I love them dearly. So that, that's probably my favorite part. Jonathan, what about you? I, I would say the best part of something for me is something that the public doesn't necessarily see. I mean, it's the tears and the smiles that come from clients after they get their residency, their work card or their citizenship. It's the, the pure joy that makes this very hard work worth it. And we're so grateful for this work. So grateful for you. Can you tell us a little bit about the mission and history uh, of the Center for Legal Immigration Assistance or CLIA? Yes, um, our mission is to help immigrants and refugees achieve their American dream by providing high quality and affordable legal services. Um, we are a little bit about our history is we were founded in 2001 um, and we've been around over 20 years at this point. Uh, providing legal services to immigrants and refugees in the community. Um, our primary focus has always been victims and helping victims with their status or other matters as well. We were one of the first uh, one of the first people to file a U non-immigrant visa, which helps victims of violence. 
um, in Nebraska when it was created. Uh, and that's a little bit about our history there. We have helped over 10,000 clients with their immigration legal problems. Um, and that's just a short snippet of our history. Wonderful. Can you tell us a little bit more about the programs and services that you provide? Uh, yes, I can provide uh, information about programs. Um, so we have various grants that allow us to help immigrants in le uh, with legal and even mental health services. So we have VOCA, which helps victims of crime with their legal immigration uh, paperwork. I mentioned the non-immigrant visa, but there are other forms that we could try to help them manage uh, what's going on in their life. Uh, also, we provide mental health support for those, for, the, for those victims as well. Oftentimes, for example, we have people who need victim impact statements and the therapist will help the client write that uh, so that it doesn't re-traumatize them. And we also have additional mental health support for those victims as well. We have our Afghan assistant grant, um, helping Afghan refugees and parolees apply for immigration services and reunite them with their loved ones. And then we have our uplift grant uh, with legal aid that provides uh, legal services for housing, income, benefits, and debt uh, issues. And then of course we have INCOPA and other grants that allow us to help low-income families pro bono. And we have interpreter trainings, um, know your right sessions and document translation as well. So you provide uh, these legal services to, to new Americans, immigrants, refugees, um, and you talked a lot about maybe some of those um, citizenship or visa or work permit legal resources. Are there other legal resources that you can offer these individuals? So the Uplift program does provide um, housing, income, benefits, and debt issues. And so they focus on separate things other than immigration. So that's what some, we do provide that with our Uplift program and our Uplift attorney with legal aid. Um, and it's it's been a partnership we have with Legal Aid, I believe, since 20, 2018. Uh, so that's something additional that we would offer. And anything that is immigration related, we can kind of focus on. So immigration is so complex that I can name like maybe five things, but if something else applied to a case that I could help them with, I would do it. it, it I just might not be able to list it here because it's only relevant when I hear the case history or facts. Incredible. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Is there certain eligibility requirements folks need to uh, have in order to qualify for services? Um, You're able to serve anybody under uh, the 200% of federal poverty guidelines. Uh, we cater to those who would otherwise not be able to afford legal services. Um, we are especially able to help low-income people who are receiving public benefits or unhoused, um, completely pro bono. And right now we serve about 87% of our clients pro bono. That's incredible. And if somebody is maybe listening and they work in the field or maybe they themselves could utilize services, uh, how would they connect with you? Um, yes, they could uh, contact us um, at our email. So we have our administrative email, which is info at cleanab.org. Uh, they could email us and or if they want to just find out more information about us, um, just always utilize that email and connect with us on social media because we provide updates about our organization um, and 
what we're doing and successes, anything like that. So it's important to connect with us there as well. And your main office is located in Lincoln, is that right? Uh, yes, yes, Lincoln, Nebraska, but we serve anybody in Nebraska, really. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, yeah, could you tell us maybe like your favorite client story um, or success story uh, with us today? Yeah, admittedly, this was a bit hard to do. Um, I We serve a variety of clients um, and their issues, but one of my favorite clients that just stories in general is helping somebody bring somebody here who's been separated for a while, like a family member, and one that was really impactful for our organization. I didn't personally work with it, but one of our staff members did. And it was just really important to do this because it involved a child being separated from their mother. Uh, basically, this mother came as a refugee and she was in Afghanistan. She came as a refugee uh, from India. She was from Afghanistan, but wasn't Indian, came as a refugee. And she, due to an issue, an oversight, that her son wasn't included on her case, her newborn son. And she had, and she had other children, so she had to come to the United States and have a friend or somebody help her with taking care of that child. And um, we, she came here immediately because she didn't know where else to go. She didn't know how to get her son here. And we worked with her for a period of about six months, I believe, just getting her reunited with her son. Um, and we were able to, through much difficulty, uh, get the child here and uh, they are now reunited. Um, and sometimes this can take six months, but sometimes it can take a multitude, like multiple years. And so um, I've had some cases where that's happened and uh, just having them reunite is um, it's a very special thing. I can't imagine as a parent what that would be like for that individual. And I'm so just so happy to hear that you were able to help her reunite with her child. That's incredible. Yeah. You're listening to Cause Collective Radio on KZUM 89.3 Lincoln. And today we're talking with Mary Choate and Jonathan Rubio at the Center for Legal Immigration Assistance, also known as CLIA. Uh, could one of you kind of talk about maybe some of the biggest misconceptions about doing this work is? So I think the biggest misconception about um, immigration and immigrants in general is that it's very politicized. Um, at the end of the day, we're here to help people achieve legal status, which is the ultimate goal of immigration in general. Um, we're here to help families and that's kind of what we do. That's wonderful. It, it is a super uh, political or polarizing topic and um, thanks, thanks for clearing that up. I really appreciate that. How can you tell us a little bit about like funding? Uh, Mary, you talked a little bit about the grants, um, but can you tell us a little bit more about your agency? Yeah. So in terms of funding, of course, uh, the majority of our funding comes from grants and also donations. Um, that's where it mainly comes from. Um, and that's how we're funded. And just getting support in the community is very important um, throughout the year. We're constantly trying to get our, our name out and what we do, and that's something that can be challenging at times, but it's it's necessary uh, to fund the staff that we have. And we have a staff about nine people. And um, whenever you have attorneys or representatives or something like that, you actually do have to realize that a lot of times you have to pay them a little bit more for the experience that they do have. And a lot of times it can be very taxing covering that, especially um, just because it's just a high amount. 
Uh, so people might have less staff in other agencies, but may not may not or more staff, and they pay the same amount. But I have less staff, uh, but have to pay the same amount as somebody who has more. Uh, so it's it's really it can be really taxing for organization. But it's also important to know that we're constantly fighting to get more information about us about our organization out there and also to find ways of hiring new people uh, because there's such a need in Lincoln right now uh, for immigration services there are others that of course can provide it but we do provide a full array of it of services and so it's just very important to have more members of staff that can do this work uh, we, we talked about it earlier, but in case somebody just joined us, can you remind us how somebody might want to connect with you either for services or for more information do so? Yeah, and um, so for services, um, you can of course always contact our administrative email info at cnab.org. Uh, now, if you're a client who in need of services, we do have an intake system. And if you have questions about that, you can call us at 402-471-1777. Seven, <laughs> or email us at info at cleanet.org. Wonderful. And if we have a listener who maybe wants to get involved with your organization, do you utilize volunteers? Um, is there a way that maybe folks could donate to you? Uh, yes. Uh, so there's information about donation on our website um, and also, I believe, on social media um, as well. Uh, in terms of volunteers, we do utilize volunteers, but because we're a small agency, we can't have a lot of volunteers at once. So it's cut, it's regulated about how many we have and when they can come in because we're a smaller office. Uh, so we can't like have like 10 people running around and they also have to be experienced or willing to do certain work. Um, like for example, like filing, which may be tedious and boring, but it's something that we need help with. Um, if they're willing to do that, that sort of thing. So it's very important in regards to that. Um, and then we haven't trained in the past for volunteers, um, but we may, we're probably going to do that in the future um, just because it's very important for volunteers in this work to be trained. Wonderful. And, if and somebody, then uh, oh, go ahead. our website is uh, www.cleaneb.org. Otherwise, you can find us on social media with at Clea LNK. Perfect. Thank you so much. If if you could tell somebody only one thing about the work that you do, what what might that be? Uh, I guess something that I would say is that Clea is very well known in the immigrant community, um, but in general, we've been around for over twenty years. We've helped over twelve thousand families in just Nebraska. So that's tens of thousands of individuals and family members who now have some type of legal status. They have reassurance that they are safe to work here, that they can provide for themselves and their family members. There's no need to worry that they can just be picked up and sent back to their home country without warning. Um, so we're here to help people with their immigration and mental health needs, and that's what we've been doing. I imagine that you are constantly uh, navigating uh, fear and stigma in this work and trying to build trust in the communities that you serve. Uh, how, how do you go about that? Uh, what's, what's step one? Um, just going back uh, about like the stigma that immigrants face. 
Um, we honestly handle it the best that we can. Um, and we try to explain like why our work is important. Uh, but something that I think people need to realize is that our whole entire nation is a nation of immigrants and we come from immigrants, the majority of us um, in the United States. And every one of us have, or know somebody who recently, I think may have recently immigrated or our first generation Americans, um, you know, going to school here and working and you're friends with them, you're, you know them from social media. And a lot of these people are going through experiences that your ancestors may have gone through maybe a long time ago. And it's something that we need to realize that we are just people uh, trying to get by and reunite with our families and live a happy life. And I think people just need to realize that people are just people instead of uh, generalizing them to one group. And we've built trust through clients just by being here for so long. They know the attorneys who have worked here, they refer their friends, their family members. Maybe they'll start off with a work card and then we help them get the residency. And then a couple of years after that, we help them with citizenship. So the final end goal. So we see clients for many years and uh, they're very well at referring their friends and family members to us. So we have very good uh, word to mouth we have people coming all over Nebraska, and we even have people trying to reach us from all over the United States. And every once in a while, we'll get a call or an email from someone in a different country um, wanting our legal services. So the demand is definitely out there. What sort of challenges do you face at the Center for Legal Immigration Assistance, or CLIA? Um, so types of challenge, uh, challenges that we face, of course, um, you mentioned it early about how immigration is very stigmatized and that's something that we do face on occasion and we try to, like I said, I try, we try to get through it. Another is about information, like getting information out about organization and um, what we do for the community. Because I think a lot of people in the past, we may have not been as active, but I want us to be more active in what we do. Because I think it's very important to um, establish kind of like the different services that we do. We do more stuff than legal immigration. We have partners with legal aid, that sort of thing. Just getting our word out and getting just who we are out is very important. It's and it's a challenge because it's, it takes extra time, but it's also very important to do. What's on the horizon for all of y'all? What what's the goals coming up for for Clea? So, um, of course, um, one of the things I mentioned earlier is I really plan on the future of hiring more staff. Um, we're expanding our building to include more space. So hopefully hiring more staff and getting uh, some additional space will help with that. Um, and just helping with the need that we have, because we do have wait lists just like everybody else does. And just getting to that client intake is very hard. and you feel for everybody, but it's just getting to that, that point. It's it's really difficult to do without more staff and supportive staff just to help the additional staff on top of that. Uh, so that's one of the, one of my goals is to do that and to basically um, expand our services. Wonderful, that's exciting to hear. Mm-hmm. Could you both share um, maybe in, in your several years of working at CLIA and in this field, um, working in a nonprofit, what have you learned as a result of this important work? Um, I'm, 
I've learned that uh, immigration um, law is very complex um, and it's not um, as simple as somebody who's watching like um, the media or social media would think it would be. Um, it's, it, ha- it involves many different moving parts and many different things as well and many different stories. Um, so it's one thing I just learned is that, you know, you know, don't look always to social media or even the media to learn about immigration. I think you need to like learn more about organizations helping immigrants, whether it's us or some other organization in order to understand what immigrants go through every day. And I guess I would reiterate what Mary said, immigration law is very difficult. It's constantly changing. There's always court proceedings that change the law and how it's applied. Um, But I guess in general, more so for the nonprofit route, is what I've found out is for every one person you have that either says something negative about you or has a negative issue with you, um, you'll find 10 people who are grateful, especially clients who will come to your defense and will value what we do and what we provide. And can you remind listeners uh, how they can connect with you? They'd like to either be involved in services or involved in volunteering. Yes, so they can connect with us um, on our website would be the main resource. So it's cleaneb.org. They can find us on social media with at LNK, or if they have general general questions, they can use our main email, which is just info at cleaneb.org. When you're out and about in the community, maybe trying to connect with a new nonprofit organization to form a partnership, or maybe just educating the community about the work that you do, what's the what's the main takeaway that you hope to give community members about the work that you do? Can you repeat that? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you very well at the end. Yeah, just wondering what what is the main takeaway when you're in the community talking about the work that you do that you want folks to to remember about those services and, and maybe the, the folks that you work with. I think telling the story I told is many, uh, one of many people. And the one takeaway I would ask is like, listen to the stories that we provide like on our website and what we post on her social media and listen to the people that are actually being affected and you'll learn that there's a lot of things that you can take away by what we do um because people can think oh they just do this application you know but a lot of times people won't know how to do this application or or if they even qualify for it or they have no money and they can't afford a private attorney or they are absolutely confused about what to do. Um, We provide them kind of like a guide, guiding them through this process. And it's just really important to understand that we just do so much more than filling out a form. We're there for them throughout the whole entire, like I said, process. Is there any, um, can you tell us a little bit about the folks that you serve and if you see any like particular uh, countries that folks are coming from or, uh, specific demographics uh, of folks that you serve? So, yeah, um, we've over uh, 12,000 people from over, I think last I heard it was over 100 um, countries. Um, so we've seen people from all over the world. We've seen them from Mexico, South America, Central America. 
Um, we've helped people from Ukraine, and right now we're kind of helping a lot of people who came from Afghanistan, who were brought here um, under Operation Allies Welcome, and then there was no system set up for them afterwards. So we're kind of helping them go through the channels of being able to be here and have full legal status and not just be planted in the United States and kind of left to their own devices. And you were talking earlier a little bit about the mental health services that you connect mm-hmm. with. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Uh, yes. So um, we provide mental health services uh, for our victims of crime. So it, it's a variety of things. So, for example, a lot of the applications that we do for victims of crime require witness impact statements. And I did mention that briefly about how a therapist helps write that so that the provider, the attorney, and um, and the client don't get re-traumatized because the therapist will have tools available to them to prevent that. Also, we provide additional therapy on top of that. So if somebody is going through something or went through something really, uh, going through a traumatic event or they need therapy based on what they went through or just in general, we do provide those services under this grant um, just in order to help them um, uh, you know, uh, feel better and also so that they can uh, go towards our main goal, which is to have a, have stability in their life and to be able to provide for their families adequately, that sort of thing. Wonderful. And we're here today talking with the Center for Legal Immigration Assistance, or CLIA, and we're with Mary Choate and Jonathan Rubio. In our last couple minutes here, any final closing thoughts, anything else you'd like to share with listeners about the work that you do? It's, uh, I guess I would say it's just, it's very hard, but it's at the end of the day, it's very rewarding. Um, We have more positive cases than we have negative cases. We've been around for a while, so it's always nice to get our name out there and that way people know who we are and what we do. Yeah, and I agree with John. Uh, Like I said, um, just feel free to ask us any questions or look us up on social media or our website in order to see kind of like our other success stories and what we do in more detail. Wonderful. That's all the time we have for today. And thank you so much for coming in and sharing your experiences and the great work of your agency with us and with the community. Thanks for listening to Cause Collective Radio on KZUM, 893 Lincoln and KZUMHD, Lincoln's Community Radio. For more information and to listen to this podcast, visit www.causecollectivelincoln.org Keep listening to KZUM 893 Lincoln and KZUM HD.